Hey guys, you know what time it is. It's Big Door O'Clock. Welcome to the Big Door Radio Show. April is finally coming to an end after 3,000 years. So I asked a friend of mine, like, why is April taking so long? And she was like, so that we have not discovered purpose. We'll discover purpose. Quite funny, right? Okay, welcome to the Big Door Radio Show. This, I am your guest, I am your host, Cherish with a double R. See, I'm hyping myself. Guest, okay. <laughs> So today we have great things in store for you to wrap up the month of April. This is our last show in April and trust me, we have great things in store for you. Okay, before we dive right into business, we're going to go on a short music break. Do enjoy.
And for our interview segment today, we have an amazing guy on the show. He goes by the name Classic. Fidelis Utum, also known as Classic, holds a special place in our world as a fashion designer. He's the CEO at UC Couture, a sustainable brand that deals in anything fashion, including styling and wardrobe management, executing complete customer satisfaction. Please give it up for Classic. Welcome to the show, Classic. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm happy. It's an amazing time here at Big Dot. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. So, Classic, I'll be asking you um, to just tell us about yourself briefly personally okay I'm yeah. classic okay tell us your real name please okay I'm Fidelis Bars okay. okay okay over time school will be like how come about the classic how come about the whole classic thing I'm like okay when I'm back in school I want the best dressed in school so, wow okay I think I, after I lost my mom till the time I lost my mom she calls me classic almost every member of the family calls me classic so wow. it became a stigma wow like my style my looks everything just seem classic i don't have to stress over it yeah you just know i'm classic just flow just flow yeah wow just so i'm classic yeah a prolific stylist okay a ceo at uc Cotto. Okay. i make all brands of years okay. and i make beats too wow. and beat by uc wow thank you oh that's cool quite brief precise okay so i'm gonna ask you um what triggered your interest in the fashion line so did you always know that you wanted to be a fashion designer Okay, okay. You know, actually, when we were growing up as kids, yeah. we all have our basic talent and we just want to diversify. And you see yourself growing up with other kids and be like, I want to be a doctor, mm-hmm. I want to be a lawyer. Yeah. But almost <laughs> as time they go, you know, yeah. say, oh, I just have to divert at some point. But regardless of the fact that we want to be doctors, we want to be any other professions, like lab scientists, radiographer, or whichever profession you want to say. You'll be like, at some point, you need to discover that instinct, like yeah. that intrinsic um, God-given talent. Yeah. Things you can actually do without stress. Okay? Like, I know they've put that fight with their wardrobe. Yeah. They need to beat the whole house and you're turning the whole side like back to back. Growing up as a child, I don't see myself struggling with my wardrobe. I have to tell my mom, mom, you need to put these fabrics together. You need to put some certain colors together. It becomes something I do at ease, something I do without stress. These are the factors that predispose me to like, oh, classic, you're yeah, a stylist. Cool. Classic, this your, this, these are things that God have actually, you know, it's one thing for a person or as a human being to discover those intrinsic factors. I think yeah. that is one of the things we are lacking as individuals. Yeah. We don't get to know this. What are those things what, I can Yeah, what am I passionate about? Yeah what, yeah, what am I passionate about? Yeah. You're, you're just doing this thing because you want to do them. You get or yeah. because you see you, you you see your friends doing them. Sorry to diversify or yeah. sorry to go a bit out of the line right yeah. now. Okay now most of us we are in Calabar, so let's be precise. Let me not talk about Abuja. I'm knowing Abuja, I'm knowing okay. Lagos. Okay, let me talk about things in Calabar. Yeah. A lot of people feel okay, businesses are not growing in Calabar. Yeah. There's no money in Calabar. Why would businesses grow in Calabar? Why would a lot of things go straight in Calabar when everybody wants to do the same thing? And why is everybody doing the same thing? We lack that uniqueness. Yeah. Okay, because what's your name, babe? Cherish. Okay, because Cherish is 
baking as you go into baking. And funny enough, I'm Sherry's friend. Yeah. Why would I, why, why won't I, because Sherry, she's baking. Why won't I go and start seeing at your self floor? Okay. Cherish can patronize buy, me yeah. and buy from me now. That's cool. It becomes viral. We are now selling out ourselves. But now Cherish is my friend. Cherish want to Cherish is baking and I want I don't want to sell flour. I want to also bake. And at the end of the day, yes, businesses die. So growing up as a child, I could identify my purpose, my God-given intrinsic abilities, and I do things at ease. I don't mm. just get to look at fabric twice. Yeah. I just look at it at once. I know what I'm going to do at this particular time and yeah. I set time for everything that's yeah. my purpose that's how I got to discover that man I'm just a fashion person yeah. funny enough I'm a medical student but yeah wow. I'm also in my medical field but regardless yeah. fashion should take every part of me wow so so um, let me just ask at what point was there a particular age that you said okay I'm going to start out as a fashion designer okay okay I think when once you have purpose yeah. there's no particular time for purpose yeah People just come by default, okay? People just come by default. I think, yeah, up through my secondary school days, I'm always very neat. My university days, I was also very clean. Yeah. Okay, so immediately I passed out of NYSE 2019. I served in Enugu. So I was like, let me just start the fashion thing officially. Let me just do this thing. It was, will I feel will I win because that's a pep, a time where we caught up by our dreams fear of the unknown yeah. am I going to win am I going to fail so immediately I stepped out of NYRC that was 2009 I was like man I need to hold the bull by the horn I need to get rid of my destiny I need to follow my path yeah. you get that's why a lot of people are ah, classic you're done with the medical team why are you not working you get I was like guy calm down these mm-hmm. purpose and you know for me purpose is everything yeah. and you know before I, I, I tell young people like us every day now we just want to go to school and we feel there's no work we know there's no work actually we need to create these things we all know there's no work actually you understand i was like this is purpose now that gives you or bring food to your table because at the end of the day what is your purpose i just tell people what is your purpose while you're going to school school should be able to give you four things as an individual or as a person at the end of the day, your parents sponsored you in school. Yeah. It's for you to reciprocate that energy by yeah. giving them treats. Yeah. You pay them. Yeah. After school, sure, you get a job that yeah. will make you pay them. School, the school you're going to or a particular course you're studying should give you shelter. Yeah. That's a good one, right? Yeah. And this school should also bring food to your table. Yeah. And foodly, so that you can cater for yourself because you can be young. You're also going to bring food offspring so that yeah. you can take care of them. So these are the factors that I could look. I was like, man, guy, you need to start up. Those are the things I actually had to put in place. Okay, yeah. that's beautiful. Well done. Thank you. So as a fashion designer, um, how did you transition from being a regular, I don't want to say tailor, a regular fashion designer to a celebrity okay, fashion designer? Okay, okay, okay. I think a lot of people know me in the city of Calabar. Okay. I've studied a lot of people. I have the like of Akim. Akim wow. is one of the prominent person here in Calabar. Yeah. I said Akim, I've started a celebrity. How many celebrities have I started? I've started Faust. Wow. Faust okay, now, now, this is the whole idea. I think every battle in life is fought in the mind. Yes. And the Bible also say, as far as your eyes can see. You yeah. Know? And out of the abundance of the heart, what's the mouth speaks. Speak so wow. It was always, <laughs> no, it was always a positive, a positive confession about me. Yeah. I was just being positive. How do I have to translate? Okay. I was like, 
what are the things the regular tailor are doing that I need to step up now? Disappointment. Okay. You need to disappoint your client. Yeah. So everybody just believe that, oh, I've been a tailor, you're a liar. I said. So now, I, I, I need to, I, okay, actually, I had to figure out all these factors and I stepped up the game. Okay. I think that was just the idea because I need to do things beyond the regular tailoring or stitching. Yeah. Now, a lot of people know how to bring fabrics together. Yeah. A lot of people know how to tailor clothes. A lot of people know how to actually sell on social media pages for people to buy and beat people's emotions because I need to beat your emotions True. to talk you in before you can buy my product True. now. But a lot of people don't understand the fashion business. So, in as much as they believe that fashion is just putting the fabrics together, they don't know how to, to, to go online or let me say, give themselves what we call a personal education. I had to sit myself down. I need to read books. Yeah. Now, you, you, you're now telling an average entrepreneur should be able to cover 60 books in a year, an average entrepreneur. Hmm. You get, you cover 60 books in a year. <laughs> so, what are, what, what, what are these designers doing? What are these tailors okay. doing? And okay. now, I'm asking a tailor, what, are, what have you done over the, time, over the years or over the months? Most of them are just go straight. What books can you actually tell me, you've read? You've read. And you'll be like, this no. someone that doesn't even have an Instagram page. You get so I began to speak out. I'm going to look at those factors and then need to see. So now tell them an average entrepreneur is to read 60 books. How many books? Okay, don't be like you're doing too much. How many? I discovered that they are doing nothing. I stepped up that part that I need to read the readable, read the books to be there to be at the point. So now we are not, we are, we are now seeing differently. You know, not, not all eyes that see, that looks, that sees. <laughs> So you can, you know, most times you can believe someone is looking at you, but, but the person is, it's not you actually. So you <laughs> these are the areas I actually need to step out. That yeah. that's the game. That's actually yeah. the game. And now, what are the areas? And I look like there's nothing obviously that is new. I used to tell people nothing I've ever done that was self-made. Nothing you see I've ever done that was yeah. self-made. So everything I've ever done was God's plan, okay. because I need to put God in every walk now wow. i could look at the particular clothes and i'm seeing details of god's actions on every piece now yeah. we are now thinking differently like the regular tailor you get and i look like okay a lot of the societal standard about how they look at tailors now yeah. they don't finish up clothes on time i say man i need to do what we call leverage and I believe everybody is listening to the media. Yeah. There's a leverage system. There's what we call the leverage system in tailoring. Because if you don't get to study yourself, if you don't get to study your environment, if you don't get to study what you do, how do you get the leverage system? Yeah. How do you get these things working for you? Now, look at what Jesus Christ did. We and I know that Jesus Christ can actually walk on top of the water, right? Yeah. We know. Yeah, we, we know do. he can do it. But after Peter tore throughout the night without catching a fish, he told Peter something. He beckoned on Peter. We know he could because, but if he goes stands on the water to preach to the multitude, they're going to be distracted. They'll be like, ah, ah. I'm when a person stand for water like this. <laughs> yeah, oh, mad, oh. Yeah, I don't know if you get it, but I he told you. Peter something. He beckoned on Peter like, give me your boat so that he could disseminate information so that people could be caught with the information first before yeah. he perform, performs a miracle. miracle. Now, see what Jesus Christ did. Ooh, now, he was so wise. <laughs> see what he did. See what he actually did. Yeah. After he finished the message. Okay. He told Peter, cast your net into the deep, right? Yeah. And Peter caught fishes. That was yeah. the same Peter that taught throughout the night. I'm talking about the delivery system. I'm not the rain. Now, ah. watch. Now, see what he did. 
Jesus Christ, not relying on his strength, regardless of the fact that he can stand on top of the water to preach, that was leverage. He's now depending on Peter's strength. Mm. Now, bring it out to the fashion world, a lot of people get fabric from customers. You go tell us what? Yes, ma. Carry the fabric. Forgetting that Sherry gave them, gave he or she gown to make. He gets a fabric from another customer. You don't leverage yourself. You don't have workers. And if you don't have these people, you don't even pay them. That is why those are some of the key things why businesses die in Calabar. Okay. You need to leverage yourself. Oh, how about these people? I had to bring forth new tailors. These people that I know have like minds than me. These people I know, these young boys, I know they really want to grow. Areas I know they were they, they were incompetent. I needed to teach them. Yeah. You get not because I was having the fact that ah, I'm, if I show them where they are gonna go bigger than me. Okay. I was just positive and focused because I needed people to grow. Most of us I just think we need people to grow. It's I think for me. Let me not speak for someone else. Yeah. My life as the person is not dependent on how much I make. You get, yeah. regardless of the fact that I like money. Yeah, but so it's you're not, not money dependent oriented. on how much I make, okay. but it's dependent on my everyday life, on how I affect other people. Yeah. Now, I have instances where I go to scout out fabrics and I know that this fabric, I know a particular tailor that can show me where to get it, but they deny you of that opportunity. They don't want you to have access. But there's no tailor in Calabar, you see is talking that I've not told them my best plug for embroidery. I tell them where to source out for good fabrics. Why? Because I want them to grow. Yeah. Why? Because as they are growing by default, I know I'm growing. So the leverage system was one of the things that translated me or that transited me from a regular tailor to a stylish because I could leverage uh, myself in the space of a week. Instead of myself like tailoring five clothes, I can now make 25. Have you seen how yeah, the delivery system does? Yeah. You get. Another content was the social media presence. He's on my social media presence. You get. He sees how many views I have. I didn't manipulate them. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't go to. I didn't go to have a fake crowd. I didn't go to act like what I'm not on the social media. I act like what I say. I'm a reflection of my words. Okay. So now. The social media presence was, I meet new people every day. I'll be like, guy, you look great. You look great. Your dress is nice. But don't you see it if I made it this way? Don't you think that if you did that, if it was this way? You have actually said something. Yeah. Your attention by first appreciating someone. As I appreciated it, I caught your attention on yeah. a particular thing. Yeah. And now, see what I do? I lock up that person on my WhatsApp. You don't have me on your WhatsApp. Before I expose that person to my content in a week, ma, you go make clothes. So those are the ways I could put. I had such transitions. I have a lot to say, but did wow. just but a few. Yeah, now it's impressive. It's impressive, and I, I, I must say, I don't think you're just a fashion designer. I think you're a pastor, but you've not discovered that part <laughs> of your purpose. But then let's move on. So, okay. um, what are some of the challenges that you faced in um, the fashion industry, especially with the territory? So many people feel like Calabar, there's a lot of limitation as to the territory. So what are some of the challenges you faced? Just give us a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In as much as um, one of the challenges I faced is um, customer relationship. Okay. Okay. We have a lot of young tailors coming up and 
let me see one of the factors was value was value i had to, i had to beat myself with value um this value is trying to make yourself outstanding now you know we have a lot of tailors around and they can't actually differentiate good fabrics and fabrics that are not good to use for a particular client in as much as i'm looking at the client and know this is what persons want i try to prioritize i don't okay. even get what i'm trying yeah. to say now the challenge is i'm wanting to make a clothes for 30k for you okay let me use 20k for you <laughs> now and some other person wants to make that same design for you for 10k <laughs> now you see you see it, you get a challenge and now most of the customers don't get to figure out the quality. The, the quality of what you're given to them now let me dive out a bit now do you know that I can, you can use an iphone for a year and sell it at that same price or a bit higher than why you got it why value they have a value tag yeah so it makes everyone look like when you're getting an iphone you're not just getting a library you're getting yeah. an asset so i get i try to set the standard to the brand and now that was the challenge trying to beat the value because yeah. you have to beat the value beat the value beat the value and you don't and you know what it means setting a standard for a brand and mostly when it comes to value having other people around you that try to compete with the market value you're trying to give out an outfit i say 20k yeah. and so on so i had to be those were one of the challenges wow i had to beat i, the, I had to beat that and another challenge is uh, i had to beat time mm-hmm. now some customers can't stay on a Monday without making clothes. On a Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday, or Gafa, if you do, I'm urgent. You need to fight that. So yeah. most of the the customers don't beat that, or most of the entrepreneurs like me, or young star creatives like yeah. me, don't try to figure out because you want the money. I used to tell them it's not about the money. It's all about your reputation, keeping yeah. your reputation. What if I get this money at the end of the day? On you use it on Saturday on Sunday, and I don't meet up. Now no. the value is down, the reputation is down, and but you just wanted to cut up with the money. The they'll, still, they'll still drag you. So, <laughs> so those were the challenges I was facing. I still face them, not because I don't face them every day. I still face them every day, but gradually I'm yeah, overcoming it gets them. Better. And now, and 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 now, how do I overcome these challenges? Are you going to ask me that question? No, please answer. Okay, okay. I now was now looking around my my vicinity yeah. or around my neighborhood of how much they have to pay me i wasn't optimistic i was very optimistic about not just getting the, through the calabar market but breaking down other markets like most times i could go a month not even selling in calabar say in lagos i even will be cyprus canada yes wow uh, i have other places too wow you get so this way the only way i could oh i was like so if this person in abuja can pay me 50k for a dress yes someone in calabar can do and immediately i kept up to that standard i even have more people buying it here so i had to be very optimistic about what i do i wasn't limited wow wow that's impressive because i think your stories are inspiration to a lot of young creatives who are coming up and still have this kind of challenges right yeah. value especially i mean i'm a customer i i think i like to, i'm guilty of that emergency clothes thing okay. yeah <laughs> but then it's it's great so don't it's be caught great. up with the whole cash yeah they drag you to the mall, you know okay. <laughs> no me i just drag you yeah. <laughs> okay. okay so um we're going to talk a bit about afro peng okay 
Yes, so Afropunk is like the fashion brand. We saw you among the fashion brands in the magazine, the first edition, and now the second edition, we're seeing you on the cover page. Wow. Afropunk wow. That's, I think that for me, that's progress. Okay. So I would like you to tell us just a bit about your relationship with the brand, how you view the brand, and okay. what it has been. Okay, I, I think I've been talking for like 10 minutes. <laughs> And one of the basic things I've been emphasizing is growth. Yeah. I love to, I love to see young people grow. Okay. And as much as I grow every day, I told you it's not about the money, but seeing yeah. people grow, I think it makes me happy by default. Now, the Afropeng, I don't know them. Like, I don't really, really know them from Adams. Yeah. But seeing young people with such kind of amazing dreams and yeah. in a society where they believe it, it's most hard to do it fraudless activity they don't believe hard work pays we need to make hard work money look like fraud money Yee. so i think these are the guys yeah oh, yeah you, you understand <laughs> these are the guys that are putting this energy putting yeah. this energy though they're having a lot of constraints but every day you're seeing this their graphics is mad you know and i'm seeing the, and i'm seeing actually the energy yeah. why i'm actually supporting them is because i'm seeing the energy that matches my flow wow. and how optimistic they are about big dot yeah they are creative, their sense of reasoning, yeah. their humility most especially when they are they approach a different brand and yeah. and these people feel I don't know, let me speak for myself, maybe they weren't growing, but I see growth, you know. Thank I you. See, yeah, there is actually growth. I think they are, they are just being optimistic about everything and yeah. that's why I just had to most times even in my inconvenience like I had to like today. I had a hectic day, but I was Sorry. like, guy, guy, you just have to be there. Thanks. I have a lot of calls from work, but I was like, I just had to be there. That's wow. because I'm just wanting to be supportive because I see a great destiny in Africa. Oh, that just as simple as it may sound. Amen. I'm so happy. Like, thank you so much. And then I'd like to like confirm some of the things that you said. Okay. So the energy is actually mad. Yeah, like it's the, the the guys are really putting a lot of work and we're trying as much as possible that no matter the constraints that we grow and definitely the way the world is, you know, people want to associate with people who have already made it. Good. So how would you how do we make it if we don't start from somewhere? So yeah. we as a brand, we're saying thank you, Classic, uh, for all your support. <laughs> okay, so this is like my final question. Okay. So just tell us, do you have any surprises for us this year? Any new designs that we should be looking out for? Any event, you know, fashion, anything? Okay, okay, okay. I have, um, like I said something earlier, that none of my designs or none of my styles were just personally inspired. Yeah. All my designs and styles and always been inspired by God. Oh, sure. I, imagine if I say that. <laughs> you know, he's a master planner, he's yeah. a master designer. So now and I'm a witness. I just have some creative styles I need to unleash okay. soon. And big dot. Hey. Afro Peng, just stay hey. tuned, boy, because hey. it's gonna wow you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, just know it's gonna wow hey. you. Oh my god. I'm so excited yeah. already. Well, this we have come to the end of this interview session classic thank you so much for joining us at the studio thank you for your time okay guys so that was classic first of all i'm sure that you learned a lot especially to the young creatives out there who are going to be listening to this whether as the show or the podcast i hope you learned a lot plus he was always 
accrediting his successes, his designs to God. That's crazy. I mean, in a place like Calabar, in fact, not just Calabar, the whole world. So we're going to be going on a short music break. And when we return, we're going to be going into the conversations. Body from the west side Your body to me like sativa Would you come over to this side When you're on my body and you do that dirty wine And good just to look my side And when you look into my eyes I get butterflies Got above a feeling right You give me love when you sweep past my And I could do anything for you You give me love when you sweep past my uh, and when your girls let it turn up to sweet for body, yeah. uh, Shady, Shady, break it down for me. Bello, slow it down, Shady. I just ain't eating that body. You get this, Shady, Shady, break it down for me. Yeah. Bello, slow it down, Shady. I just need that body. Yeah. Tell me what I gotta do for your love, yeah. for your love. Yeah. What I gotta do for your touch, your touch Big particles in my stay at tight, yeah. Up close and just trying to feel the vibe, yeah Mind's broken, my body's feeling right And now I feel like I see you cry, You give me love when you sweep us by me yeah. And I go do anything for you, oh. You give me love when you sweep us by me Girls let it turn up to speak for body Ah, Jordy, break it down for me Bello, slow it down, Shadi Yeah, I just need to do that body You get this, oh Shadi Jordy, break it down for me Bello, slow it down, Shadi I just need that body This is the Big Dot Radio Show. And if you're just joining us, I am your host, Cherish with the double R. Okay, so right now, okay, sorry, that song was No Wahala remix by Wonder Banton featuring Kiss Daniel and Tiwa Savage. So we're moving right into the conversations. And today I have to, I have some very amazing people with some me. Okay, for the record, my first Scrap Big Dot crew, my first ever male co-host is here in the studio somebody scream (laughs) but then because the ladies love me so much so they couldn't leave me alone i have another lady with me so we're going to be three doing this amazing thing today right okay so i just did a brief introduction about them and then you'll hear it from all of us okay okay 
So, Jeffrey Wadvine is a spoken word poet, writer, content developer. He's a mentor with the Bridge Leadership Foundation. Um, he's a teacher, food <laughs> slash pastry chef. Ha, I'm hungry. <laughs> he's also a gene. I don't know what that means, but then we move. Father and lover. <laughs> Nobody should ask me any I question like after this. <laughs> so, Favor, Favor, Favor is, his name is Favor. His real name is Favor. But then he goes by the stage name Jeffrey Wardvine, which was inspired by the scriptures. Mm. Favor, give a shout out to my people. I cannot shout soon. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and for the second person, she has been here before. If you have been keeping up to our shows, podcasts, you would know that Anna was here with us for a special edition. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the street priest. She works with the childcare team. She's a counselor. She's a mother, a criminologist, Ooh. sociologist. She's ever ten. My stage name, no. Your it's stage name. Me. What is your stage name? <laughs> <laughs> you get <a> stage name. <laughs> favor. Whatever I got you favor now. Yes, yes. I beg you. Rest. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not used to crowd, but then what can I do? <laughs> So we have Anna and Jeffrey here. Anna, do you, do you want to use Anna, or what should we, what should we, what should we say? Black skin girl. <laughs> Please, I don't have strength. Oh, hot, cho- hot chocolate. So welcome, Jeffrey. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you, Anna. Nice to be here. Anna, say something now. Thank you. She's now shy. Girl, please. Um, you know, for today. Uh, thank God this is not a TV show. It's a radio show. Nobody's <laughs> seeing people. Okay, guys. So we're going to move right into the conversation. So today, the topic that I chose, the issue I want us to talk about is parenting. Parenting because I think it's a very important issue in our today world. So many, like the younger generation seems to downplay the importance of being a good parent. Right. And the question on that this issue is... Are our parents doing enough? Now, a big shout out to all our fathers and mothers out there. I mean, you guys are doing like really amazing, really amazing, right? In spite of the fact that we still have a lot, quite a number of bad parental examples and all of that, but we cannot just delete all the good parents that are still around. Shout out to you guys. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, well done, well done. <laughs> okay, so. A parent is not just someone who births a child, but someone who grooms and disciplines and takes care, looks after a child till we are grown adults. Am I still a child? No, I'm a grown adult. (laughs) You are a child, actually. Okay, so we're going to start from the man. You remember in his bio, Jeffrey, I read that he was, he is a mentor with the Bridge Leadership Foundation. Mm, mm. So a mentor acts like a father figure, right? He acts that guardian role. So he would have a lot to tell us about his take on parenting. All right. So um, first of all, good day, guys. I trust you're in good health. Yes, I am Jeffrey Wardvine. I don't know why you're calling it Jeffrey. Uh, it's, it's, it's Jeffrey Wardvine. Did you pay me to call your name? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yes, about parenting, I would come from the aspect of mentoring. Okay. Right, so um, I have mentees, and um, at first, when I got to the school, it was a bit hard, you know, getting to um, know these mentees. Yeah, it took probably around four to five months. You wow, and most of them are children. Yes, no teenagers actually. Okay, teenagers. teenagers. Yes, teenagers yes. I see children, but they're teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, so now, from that angle of mentoring, I would say, being a parent is already a chore, and so. Um, 
first of all, so connect with your children. Yeah. You must first learn to know them. Okay. Right? So, as a parent, I believe, because I, I also father somebody. Yeah, so, I'm a father. <laughs> Glory! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as a parent, first you must learn to know the person you are calling a daughter. Yeah, very important. One, it's two, from... From age zero. From age, yeah, ah. exactly. From age zero. Now, um, this is how children react and how they behave. So, when you get to know who they are in person, um, how they are constructed, their mental view, um, their personal, what they love doing, yeah, how they love doing things, yeah, you know, stress, all those stuff. If you want to be free, you know how to relate to them better. Because I feel parenting is like mentoring. Very like true. Yeah. As much as mm. you, you oh deep as the word bringing up a person you don't know and and sorry to cut you but then I feel like the society right our parents in this society in this part of the world they feel like okay a child comes you're not it feels like you're not a person you're, they just uh, they feel like they know you I mean I gave birth to you so I know you automatically you're not Jesus oh, but please you're my parents so um, please go on <laughs> Who you are trying to oppress? <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, she'll talk, she'll talk, she'll talk very well. Um, and she wants, she told me rather that um, parenting is about raising someone that you don't know. Oh, so the word is from her. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, <laughs> give it up for the ladies. <laughs> so, yes, I, I did that. And then, in my mind, I now broke the statement into a lot of parts. Okay. The first was that um, the person that you're raising, you are only connected by blood, right? By blood. Yeah. That's like the basis of yeah, blood and um, yeah, yeah. Aside that, um, there's nothing else because the person might not like the food you eat. True. Like dress. Might not dress the way you dress. Might not even. Let's not even get started. Mm. Understand? I've seen people who took after their great grandparents. Understand? And then you wonder where is it coming from. So that's how parenting unravels itself. In a, in, in beautiful, yeah, so, beautiful um, point. So we're gonna pause on the man. I know this is this is the first time I'm bringing a man to the show officially, right? So I'm still trying to get used to the male presence, but then let's move to the lady, right? Okay, Anna, you are a counselor yeah. and you volunteer at the Street Priest Incorporation. Street priests, these people look after street children, right? Yeah. They are, so they are the street pastors, street evangelists, and they're revolutionaries, right? And you're in charge of the child care team. So you have, you have had experiences. So do tell us, are parents really doing enough, especially when it comes to, he spoke about knowing your children. In terms of communication, do are parents really having these quality conversations, right? Um, touching very key areas like sex education, you know, um, self-esteem. Let me not go to self-esteem, but then just tell us a general overview. Like, are parents really doing enough? True. For example, parents back then, I think they were they were a bit open. We had this sex education. Oh, well, actually, it's even recently they're having the sex yeah, education. I'm just looking at you. Sorry, it's uh, recently. So thank you, thank you. Yes. Before accepted. parents are shying away from all these things, yeah. they expect you that you get sex education once you clock 18 years. Or even 20. Oh, mm-hmm. uh. But 
parents in this generation are supposed to understand that it's normal like before because yeah. a child of 10 years now what a child of 10 years know right now mm, a child of ten, two generations ago do not know yeah. so, and plus um, there's exposure social the media exposure, yes, school yes. children are more exposed than before before yeah so okay that's beautiful and, and and i want to just say that in terms of our parents if our parents are doing well enough well if we want to judge generally or if yeah. we want to put up a scale maybe one to hundred we can say our parents are trying truly and as you said rightly both of you have contributed like madly all the words i'm yes. hearing <laughs> you see so uh, their, their parents are uh, there are a lot of parents are doing quite well and most of the time, I would like to, when people try to, you know, if a child is not well behaved, they say, are you sure you have the right home training? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's right for you to just throw back yeah. at the home training. There are parents that do a lot of training on their children. Their, their mothers that train their girls, fathers that train their children. But then, just like he said, right, this is a person of his or her own like i am my own person so sometimes yes to the point where i decide whether i want to take in my parents training or not so for me i would say our parents are really trying they are they're really trying but then we need to step up it, we, need, we to. need to step up in a lot of areas we need to step up in, in in our conversations and all of that so let's hand over the the the, the floor back to the man the man of the house yeah actually i'm not the man Hey, a man of the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so favor. I want you to throw more light on fatherhood, because right now you're playing a father, a father role, fatherhood role, father figure role, whatever you know how to, they put it father in English. Role, yes. <laughs> okay, so I want you to throw more light on fatherhood, right? Mm. Let's not judge mm. if our fathers are doing enough or yeah, not, yeah. right? Just tell us i'm not i'm not a man i don't know how we sometimes we feel like we know what men go through we know how fathers you know but some of the time it's not easy for any of the genders it's not easy for for either the mother or the father Mm. right so just speak tell us a a bit about fatherhood what what does it take to be a good father nobody's perfect what does it take to be a good father to your children whether male or female because their fathers that have just female children mm. and then sometimes it's really hard to actually relate so i have a friend who they're mostly girls um they have just a boy and then the girls are like in front in front and then they lost their mom some years ago some years back and now to relate with the father they relate with the father but you know that kind of yeah. how the mom he was with the mom they can just so how can we be how can guys how can even our present fathers be even better fathers too whether male or female children all right um how can fathers right be better yeah to get you, okay do it to the best of my knowledge yeah so, see, it's shallow don't don't touch too deep <laughs> <laughs> so you see um kind of like a father a father um is a figure who should provide yeah right? but not just provide anything what are you providing you see very uh, when true I Christian, I, 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 i'm going beyond finances beyond money can you provide um a good mental care your child, yeah, you provide, um, good for your child, yeah. right? Now, you see, even Jesus Christ, who was a God, you understand, provided a lot of things, not just food <laughs> to disciples, yeah, he fed what he fed and um, different sessions, yeah. He, 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 
had mental healing sessions, understand? So, <laughs> as a father, <laughs> as a father, can you provide beyond food? So, if a child wants help in this angle, can you do that? Yeah. Father should be able to, despite the sex of the child, male or female, should know the things that have to do with the child. Female child or male child, understand? Because some female children, love to be around their fathers even more than their mothers exactly so if you cannot um, understand what they're going through yeah you educate them yeah properly as a father yeah in that regard it means the father has to do more research actually <laughs> <laughs> please our fathers uh, are you listening <laughs> i think that affects both gender yes because you'd be if okay for example if she mentioned someone that um um lost their mom, people that lucky, okay. exactly. So in, in such situation, that dad, dad will not remarry. So can you be a mother to those children, if need yeah. be? Ah, understand? Understand? Can you be, can you be that? I've seen the father who, um, for example, bats his female children, female children rather, and then not just bats them, he gets to train them, teach them, even cook for them. Now, let, okay, let's look beyond that cooking part now. He gets to help them understand what it means to be a woman. Yeah. Understand? That's a father. That's a father. So you see, a father is one who can double cast at both ends. So what if your wife is a, a, a workaholic? Someone that provides, okay, let's say the wife is the breadwinner of the family. What would you do as a father? Yeah. Would you just be there as the boss? No. You have to step in and fill those shoes properly. Wow. Because fathering a person, fathering people, goes beyond just provision of food. And um, basic, basic things. Yeah, like, like housing. Education. Clothes, yeah, and those things. Can you provide a stable health? Yeah. Mentally, yeah. psychologically. Can you, prov- can you help your child to, to think better? Because I believe in our time, we need people who reason better. Yeah. Yeah, so if you are showing love, can your love be fed by the child? See, love can be shown, but can your child feel your feel love? Feel your love. Yes, yeah, so what right. avenues can you use to send this love out? If your child loves going out, for example, on, on dates, your female, let, let, let me say female children, love dates, right? So can you be their dates on different occasions? And ah, then in those dates, we are moving, We are moving from the Nigerian society. So you, so, <laughs> can, you so tell, you, can you tell father <laughs> if you've been... So you see, um, okay, let, let me... For example. Why are you using yourself? Are you a father? <laughs> the, there's a particular lady I call a daughter, right? So, um, and by the way, I love her so much. Yes, she's... <laughs> Yes. Okay. So um, on occasions, we go out. Now, I discovered that when we go out on those occasions, mm-hmm. right, I stand a better chance of seeing some things I could not see when we were at home or somewhere. Like what? Eh? <laughs> 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 okay, I get, I get you, yeah, I get so, you. Um, in those moments now where she feels the love, yeah. she can open up very well. Yeah, see, so in her comfort zone. Exactly, yes. Okay. So, Take your, your, even your male children, take them out to do what they love doing. Okay, yeah. they, they love swimming. They love playing games. <laughs> Mommy, what that? play game with them as a father, for example. Okay. And then in those times, why, why there's so much excitement and love? You now pierce through with some words. Yeah. yeah. It goes better when you just say it in a normal setting. You know, when there's love around, ah. then you say some things. God, I'm I learning. Show. That is, that is. Hey, I just take your children out. Like, for the record, I have a child. She's not my, she's not my child, really? but she's Coco. my child. Coco is my child. She's three. And Jesus Christ, honestly, the only thing I know I didn't do was to push her out of my womb or to carry the pregnancy. But right from when know, she, right? my mom yes, was pregnant yes, yes. till when, you know, she came quite late. So right from, she came on time, sorry, but we were all grown. We are all grown. So right from the time of pregnancy 
till the i mean that was the first time i actually went to the hospital and saw what labor really looked like you know being there and the woman is just so it's it was like i was in would i say i was a supporting character you know in a movie and right now in fact she's always called they always call me her mother so i i think i i kind of feel what you guys are saying both as a mother figure and as, as a father figure it's not just it's i mean parenting is not gender based right you're supposed to play like double cast character that's beautiful give it up for my father <laughs> okay and also i feel like um Anna here has a lot to say on that in a few words because um, I, could, I can sense her from, you know, she's, hey, we just bonded. Sensor. So sense sense <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Anna, tell us, tell us what's your take. What would you like your future husband such father to be like? Okay, so. Um, Anna, <laughs> no, shout the one to hear your voice. No future husband. Sorry. I'm going to get married eventually, but okay. then I think, um, like, I like making references to two generations before. I think two generations before, fatherhood felt like it's just based on the discipline. Yeah. I'm a father because I can discipline the child. I'm yeah. a father because I can shout. Uh, I can shout. I can punish. Authority. Uh, yes. <laughs> just the authority. Because back there, you see, when dad is arriving, everybody's so quiet at home. You're looking for where to yes. hide and the rest. That's true. Yes. But in the present generation, it's not like that. At Everybody's all. so comfortable because our present fathers now know how to communicate. Communication is the key word there. Yeah. Before a child is free to talk to you, before a child is open to talk to you, you have to come in as a friend, first of all. Because if you're not my friend, I cannot tell you things. If you have to behave yeah. like two generations ago, fathers, I won't tell you things because I already know what you have to say. I already know you have to judge me. Yeah, I don't right. know how to come up yeah, with a certain right. kind of character. But these present fathers are like friends. They sit down. They want to listen to you. Mm. That, but that is based on the basics, the upbringing. Okay. If a child was born and you're born into a family that is free of communication, you can express yourself. Yeah. You you'd you, be yes a, you a grow good. up to be very expressive. Yeah. If a child of one year old, a child of one year old is easy to like. You can say everything you want to say. We stand to correct you. No punishment. No sentiment and the rest. Just say. Then we we'll correct you and we move on. A child that grows up with such basics. Let me say ten years, fifteen years. It'll be so free. You don't even need to ask what's wrong with you. You come and tell you. Okay, I have yeah. something to discuss with you because the person that has that's this mindset. Golden. Yes. Yeah. Has mindset. I'm telling you this because I know you will not judge me. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. There's no punishment. I'm not standing a chance of being punished. Do you understand? Yeah. So I'm talking to you because I need advice. I want to see, or I want to hear your own part of it, what you feel about it. So I think parenting is just, parenting as a father, a father has to really communicate. Don't leave it just for the mothers. Yeah. But most people feel that kids are more free with their, with mothers, their moms. But I think fathers, if they bring down that shoulder a bit, yeah. kids will be really, really, really comfortable with Wow. Them. And, I, and I think that, you know, um, as a parent, whether mother or father, mm-hmm. I, I believe that if your child is able to come to you mm-hmm. and maybe you don't even have to ask, okay, what's wrong with you or what's happening or to come to you, tell you like things that I, wish I should be telling my friends, my yeah. friends are my age. I think that's like the highest level of respect because I consider my parents as my first best friends, as my first advisors and my first counselors before I consider my peers. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to a golden parenting <laughs> stage. There's, there's, there's one thing I, do, I just... Um, broken my statement then I want to make it like a quote right so that you know um, I love quotes no one yeah, so <laughs> so um, the thing is first off you can communicate 
without words. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I feel you. Yes. Yeah, so when you learn as a parent that art of communication without words, yeah. right? It will speak for you when probably you don't have any words to say to the child. Mm. Yes. Yes. Like what? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, when I say that, I mean basically actions. So okay. Over, I've I've learned that over time, just how we communicate in in um, mentoring. Right? And even counseling too. That you could use even eye signals, you could use um, your expressions, you could yeah. use um, your, your feet of um, gestures. Communicate thought to the child, right? So if you can do that and then you can make the child see that you are still reserved, even when they expect you to be. Yeah, like. That's, I used to be somebody. And you know, there's sometimes that you can actually, you can say. If some parents, they do, I don't think they really... There are people that don't actually watch their expressions. Mm. So sometimes, if somebody tells you, for instance, oh, I kissed the boy today. And then, you don't want them to feel bad. You don't want your yeah. child to feel bad. And then, before you even realize, they're like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I think we should actually watch our expressions. It's very important. Okay, Anna. So imagine if a parent come back from work and you meet your child and first thing you ask is, how was your day? And when the child replies, you're like telling the child, okay, my day was like this, I went to this, I went this, I got this and the rest. You're training that child, do you understand? Yeah. If the child goes out one day, you come back and do the same thing. Yeah. Okay, mommy comes back and she Anna, you feel with plenty wisdom. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have wisdom too. So we may we may support you women. We're breaking the bias. <laughs> I think children children just they just do they practice what they learn. Yeah. So if a parent comes back and you're so expressive, your child will be expressive. It's, it's just that one, it starts like, um, it starts with 10%, 20%, 30%. Yeah, it 30, grows. 30%, it, it grows. grows like so if a child notices that when mommy comes back, she asks me, how is my day? She has gist for me. Definitely, I want to do something that when, I, when you come back, I have something to yeah. say. It's not just about you talking. And from there, you bring in all these educations and the rest. You don't just bring it as if you're educating them, per se. You drop it like gist because they just want to know that Gist, like, very important. That's how it is. Yeah, okay, so let me just chip in something. You said okay. something about like our, our parents, you know, um, that growth process of us opening up from our day to... I started something with my, with my little sister. I said she's my, she's my daughter and my mother. So I started something um, that I learned... Right, I, I, well, through a message, I got to know about it. And then through some people I'm following on Instagram, I saw, okay, this woman, she does this confession thing with her girl, with her girl, um, child. And so I started something with Coco. I hope all my, all my listeners, they know who Coco is. Mm-hmm. Coco is like a celeb. So she's three. And I started just a three-line confession. I am smart, I am bold, and I am beautiful. And I'm the one that normally, you know, baths her. So today we had our bath and I called her and I was like, I am, she said, smart. I am bold. I am, I'm like, yeah, give me five. So I think that these things too should be incorporated. Confessions, right? It, it boosts the child's confidence. So sometimes... When you maybe you're, you groom you groom your child to say always confess that okay I am I am smart I am intelligent I am beautiful no one talks down, talks me down I am confident even if I go even that child goes to maybe a public space maybe school or where there's bullying 
before it gets to that child, there's this, it's just like a wall that has yeah. been built by that confession. Okay, every day I wake up in the morning, I'm beautiful, I'm bold, I'm confident, yeah. no one talks me down. Or it builds the child's confidence. So you can go to, a child can go to a place and because of that thing that you're doing, I, I think we're investing a lot into the child, especially in, in holding up our self-esteem. Okay, so let's hear it from Jay Frank. What do you want to say? <laughs> okay, um, I want to go back to my dad. Yes, and um, yeah, my dad. Basically, you do my shout dad. out for your dad. Well, yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, shout out is, is, is not hoo 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 now. Shout, shout to them. <laughs> that's that, that, by the way. Okay. So, my, my dad, when I was younger, and my mom, too. So, then I noticed that before I probably, I, I don't know when, but on some occasions, you know, I would just have my dad call me to the, to the living room and then he would sit me down and as much as he was older than me and then he was of the past generation but I still saw this thing and then up to now I treasure it because it helped build me and make me stronger he would tell me um, listen that school you're going to eh, the person who you think is intelligent has the same head with you yeah right and um, if you if you do this you can become this yeah. that I know who you are eh? you have the kind of brain you have wow. the kind of brain now wow. Then, though I don't really treasure it, but <laughs> maybe I could, maybe I saw it as I don't know maybe kind of motivational quote. <laughs> well, in in a way, but that's not that's not. I saw it like how would I put it on? Like I don't know, it threat to my to my to my failure. Like if I, if I failed, okay. but now I understand that it was like a motivation. You understand more like a confession. So now when I went to school, how I saw myself changed. Primary school and secondary school. Yeah. You know, I was I was so bold. I had my fears too, actually. I had my fears. You understand? But I used to that with all those talks, my esteem grew like grew wow. beyond borders. And I was leading a lot of things in my school. Um, debate, um, in, in choir, in, in singing, even even in acting. You should start leading the country, Sha. <laughs> so you see that um these things are basic, like you mentioned in, yeah. in, in parenting. Though it might not be refined, but when the child gets to know that, okay, this was a push. It yeah. adds more, it adds yeah. more. And then when they step out there and they are alone, they know how to convey. See, over time, my, my dad, um, when, when I, from very young age, they taught me, my dad and my mom taught me um, how to relate to people, right? And how to respect people, like respect for people. And um, also, virtues like, um, virtues on sex too. Now, I believe that when I went out, one, one thing that helped me, see, although it's, it's, it's not really weird, but I stayed and tried my hostel in secondary school and I did not have a girlfriend, right? Not because I did not want to, but because um, there was a kind of a thought in my mind that if I have this thing now and then we break up later, what is the time I've wasted that I've just a better thing? Now, I learned all this since when I was, as, I was younger, as a boy going, growing up. Yeah. Now, I noticed that most times men who, like, let me, let me, let me, let, let me now deviate now to um, this part. Men who are broken people, right? Men who um, do vices in the, in, in, the, in the community, check them well. They, they don't have good parenting, basically. Okay. Boys who indulge in things, you will check them well. Maybe they could have had parenting, but they did not really, it, yeah. it didn't get to them. Yeah. That's one thing I, I mentioned. Yeah. That if you communicate, the end point can is show the feedback. Up, but yeah, yeah. It's the feedback. So in communication, when you give out a message, right, and the person receives it, what you should be waiting for is the, the feedback. feedback. Wow. Yes. Wow. So in parenting and communication, feedbacks are important. So my dad will always, when I'm back from school, everything, okay, what I said, do you understand what I said? Yes. This is how I said you should, okay, I'll Even go. Even when you don't understand. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll go and try that. I'll come back and give him a sort of a, a 
a mini report. Understand? Okay. So that was that was it. Okay, so we're trying to wrap up right now, but I'm going to ask since we're in this line. So Anna, you're going to tell us something that either your mother or your father or your parents did while you were growing up. You're still growing up, but then while you were growing up, <laughs> that that really impacted your life. Um, okay, so for my mother, sorry for my mother. Let's let me just be specific in the kitchen kitchen aspect. So you can cook. My mother made it clear to me that um, as a girl growing up, there are some things you really have to learn. You really have to learn from the Yeah, you can't rule out the years, fact that you need basic. those things. So she allowed me to take charge of the house. Mm. Mm. So she's a nurse. So she gets busy and the rest. Even when she has spare time, she finds herself busy because she wants to put me on that a particular responsibility and so I've been taking care of my home for a very long time. Wow, nice to meet you. Chop knuckles. Yes, yes, that's me. So I've been taking care of my home for a very long time. It has helped groom me. Okay. So I cook for my family. So it started with um her asking me to at a very young age, go and borrow rice, go and do this, go and do that. So you're learning with the whole activity and, and right now I'm like I can cook everything they can yeah. eat. I can cook. She can trust lots of meals in my hands. Yeah. I can cook for 20, 100 people and she's mm. very comfortable. Chop so again. Collect. That boils down to the basics. It boils down to the basics. Then secondly, I want to talk about... Um, sorry, let me just say this. Parents should choose... They should choose a, a different um, discipline method. Yeah, very and important. Another thing that can push children away is the discipline method you choose to use on your child. It's not like before where they whip us and we learn from our nah, mistakes. We get worse. <laughs> now, if you whip us, the more we, the more yeah, we do it. I yes. Swear. So parents should sit down and learn everything. More. <laughs> Just unlearn. Learn new ones. There are new methods how to correct children. Metamorphose. Yes. You sit down, you talk to them. Yeah. You don't make them look like they've committed the worst sin on yeah. it. You sit them down, you put some sense into their head. You tell them that you make mistakes. Don't be like a god. You've made mistakes. You're not brain. perfect. Yes, I'm you're not, not perfect. Too. Yes. So you sit them down, you let them know that, okay, yeah, you're growing up, you're allowed to make mistakes. I, your mother, have made mistakes. Yeah. Do you understand? I'm not a god. I'm not perfect. So if you do it that way, you see kids, you don't need to flog them or whip them, anything. They do the right thing. Okay. Because they have the mindset, okay, my mom said this. She didn't use any harsh tone. Like I said, you come in as a friend. Yeah. Your friend won't shout at you. Like, you, you, you didn't mean. Yes. <laughs> tell you, girl, what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. Do you understand? You will learn. You will learn faster. You get corrected faster. You guys are amazing. They're Thank quite you. smart. I know smart people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this brings us to the end of the Big Door Radio show for the last Thursday in April. So Jeffrey wants to do a little punchline for us because he likes to feel himself and show himself but then Woo! I mean I mean <laughs> so give it up for JP who just leave us with a word and then would go into our alright so um, the punchline is this as a parent you don't only have to parent as a parent you don't only have to to leave you in this month of April I'll see you in stay well peace